Jerry Klein had parked his homemade camper near a cornfield in Knox County, Ohio, and prepared a campfire to relax with his dog, Bug, and have a few beers and enjoy the evening. He put out the fire, returned to his camper, and crashed on the bed. Suddenly, his trailer began rocking back and forth so much that Jerry, alone and afraid in the dark, called 911. This is Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 5, Episode 11, Bigfoot, 911. Before we get into Jerry's story, it is noted by skeptics that Jerry had about six beers that night and that he was drunk as noted in his slurred speech. But according to his medical records, Jerry had suffered a stroke previously, causing a slurred speech, and together with a few beers, being awoke in the middle of the night, half asleep and scared, his speech is sometimes hard to understand. We will play the entire 911 call, but please note, in some parts, it is hard to understand. Here's Jerry Klein to tell us his experience with what he believes was a Bigfoot creature. I've listened to this two or three times, and I don't like listening to it. It just it scares the shit out of me. And I got there, and uh, and I backed up, pulled my trailer up, got it set up. This enclosed trailer I got kind of made it like a little uh, camper inside. So it's kind of nice, you know, and right. I kind of made it into a little camper. It was a pull-behind cargo trailer. If anybody's ever seen one. You'll see people pulling them down the road during closed or black or gray or white. And they're full of utilities inside of them, you know, tools. So, mine was set up, I put a window on one side and a window on the other side. But anyhow, I would set it up so I can have my quad in there, my gold prospecting equipment and everything. I had a truck parked there, connected to the cargo trailer. The cargo trailer was clear back here. The back doors was. They had double doors. So I went to bed about 9 o'clock and at 10 o'clock at night on the dot because I, because I had my phone on. It was illuminating like I'm talking to you right now. I was talking to 911 dispatcher. And this thing's rocking like hell. Nine one one, we have the emergency. Yeah, that's right. I'm running, but I'm at. Uh, man, where, you know, he's at. I can't understand you, sir. Where are you at? My God, he's trying to push my damn trailer over in a church. Yeah, um, it's I quit a bit to waiting him. Okay, what? Bigfoot is trying to push his trailer over. 
Okay, I'm going to go over here. This window here, I'd say a little bit more than half of that's eight foot tall. I can't reach that. There's, I'm on my tippy toes now and I can't. Okay. I'm using this as a comparison. The window is on this side. This, the window I had in my, in my camper or in my trailer was a little bit smaller than this. It was about half, about like that. I seen one eyeball go across and then I'd see the, the other eyeball come back across this way. So it had a hell of a wide spread of eyeballs that I can't even reach with my two fingers here showing. So when this thing was going back and forth, it was growling through that window. Not on this camper, but on my trailer, okay? But there was a handprint. The handprint was up here about right over here. I'm not talking from the window because my window is actually right in here. But on the camper trailer that I had, the cargo trailer, one handprint was clear up to the top of the eight foot tall, right at the edge with the fingers over. And the other one was clear the hell over here in between both windows. There's no way, no way anybody could have done that unless they did it with a ladder or something. I did not have a ladder out here with me. Are you still there? See the crazy dog. This is what he was he did the night that my camper trailer got attacked. And I'm gonna go through this and explain it to everybody. He was doing the same thing. And then at the end of the night, there was all this fresh dirt right here. Shaking it, and with the palm prints, it was at the top. You sure it could be people out there messing with you? 
headlights coming from clear down there okay all right right there's from the camp where my camper trailer got attacked right across from the, the woods across the river there. I'm gonna let you guys see how long this drive is 
I got back in there. I left the, the trailer connected to the truck. All I did was just put jack stands behind it, and then I just took the front. You know, you got the tongue jack in the front. I left it connected to the truck. I just jacked the front up just a little bit to level it off. He said there's no closed gate back here. Okay. Down by the river. Uh, Damn, Jim! Damn, Jim! Damn, Jim! Get the gun down here. You can lift the window and get up. I know you don't. Come on. Get the gun down they were starting to come down the bike path, which is a mile back in there. And I'm telling them, tell them, don't come down the bike path. They can drive in the lower drive. I told them that like four times. The drive down by the river. You know, dispatch said, well, we got a couple up on the bike path walking back to you. And I said, why they can drive back here? I drove my Z28 out there the night or the day before, you know. Okay, it should be all the way back into the driveway. Uh, east inside, he's still pretty shook up. I still do headlights. No, Okay, now the officers are coming back there. So. My cargo trailer was parked right here. It had windows on it, like that window right there. My windows is just a little bit smaller that I had put on one side of the cargo trailer, and I had put another one on the other side of the cargo trailer, just so I can get air moving through there. But those windows was open, and they're tinted the ones I had on there, but they was both open. And the night that the, the, the cargo trailer got attacked that I used for camping and prospecting, on the ground I had a jack stand here and one over here. Okay, the cargo trailer was eight foot tall. I couldn't reach up there, no way, unless I was standing on something. I've been doing zigzag research because I've been having, I had my sighting last August. Oh, you did big time research? Yeah. Okay. Then what I'm going to do? Fuck you! No! No! They keep looking in here. Love you. Hey, now there's officers coming back there. It might be them. You should be able to hear him. He's carrying on in the front of the trailer. But both jack stands had been pushed over and knocked completely over. It was off the bottom of it to level it up. And then on this wheel here, the inside of it, the dirt and grass had been pushed over that thick on one side and on the other tire over there on the other side, the outside of the tire, the grass and dirt was about that thick on the other side. That camper trailer had been shoved and pushed 
I'd say from about here to right here. That's how many times they was rocking it. I'm still here, sir. I'm still here. 
Edward Boyd neighborhood seven two zero. Man, I'm telling you what. sheriff's got here they seen that print like that there and he was like holy shit they just started to basically interrogate me and i was in my socks but i i got out of, i had you know i took my shoes off i was asleep in the bed i ain't gonna sleep with my shoes on and i started putting my shoes on and one deputy sheriff went in behind the camper trailer the footprint that I got from there was a 17-inch print, I think, is from a teenage, you can't say juvenile, teenage, maybe 18, 19-year-old Bigfoot. They found that print that was right on the side of the trailer that was being shook from the big one. Anyhow, they had me take my socks off. They looked at my hands, make sure there wasn't no mud on on my shoe, on my bare feet, you know, and then and I told him, I said, right before you guys got there, I said, these things are growling in the window at me. They drove away. All I asked them was, before they left, I said, did any of you guys get anything on dash cam? And the DNR officer, officer said, I don't think your guys' dash cams were on, were they? Well, I know damn well they they kick on soon as they they start those vehicles up. Jerry Klein sold the trailer and has since been back to the location to see if he can find any more evidence. Before this encounter, he was interested in Bigfoot and stories about cryptids, but today he is almost devoting his life in finding evidence that Bigfoot is real and that his encounter was truthful. Jerry Klein isn't the only person who has called 911 because they believed Bigfoot was near. In 1990, a caller frantically tried to get assistance in the Kitsap Peninsula in Washington State. 911, what are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Did you see what it was? 
Was it a person or an animal? or? I can't tell. All I know is that my central light came on and I just happened to glance and see this thing running across the yard. Uh, a good-sized man or something that looks like a man. I don't know what it was, just that it ran across the yard. Okay. You've had problems in the neighborhood before? Yeah, my dog was killed here just recently. I don't know what it was. Whatever it is, it's running. I couldn't catch it if I was going to chase it. But whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. Jesus Christ, you better... Sure. See ya. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine. I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right... Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? He's looking at me. Oh, and the guy is on foot. Just... I don't know what... It, it, it's, it's a big... Real big person. That's all I can say. Okay, but it is a it is a person. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it was a person, somebody really big. But he's all in black. He's... Is he a black male or a white male? Did you actually see whether, or was he just wearing black? He's all black and he's big. He is big. In September of 2015, a caller placed a 911 call to Bedford County, Virginia dispatch, claiming she just saw something out of the ordinary two days earlier, and wanted to make a record of it. I know this is going to sound crazy, the woman started the conversation to the dispatcher. The woman explained to the dispatcher she was driving up Route 43 towards the Peaks of Otter around 11.40 p.m. on September 9th. She said her headlights hit something strange past Turkey Mountain Road just before the first bridge. I know this is going to sound crazy, she said again. But I went back and checked, and there were prints. It was a Bigfoot with a baby. Astonished, the dispatcher asked, There were what? It was a Bigfoot with a baby, she said confidently. After assuring the dispatcher she hadn't been drinking, the woman offered no explanation why she waited two days to call 911, but says she went back in daylight to see if there was any more evidence. I did see some footprints, and the stride was longer than anything I could make, she told the dispatcher. The woman said the creature's footprint was bigger than her two feet together, end to end, and she wears a size 8 shoe. She said the creature was holding its baby the way a human would, and the baby was looking right at her. Deputies were called to investigate the site that day, but found no evidence of any tracks, either animal or Bigfoot. In 2009, a homeless couple called 911 to report a Bigfoot sighting in San Antonio, Texas. Here is their recording. San Antonio, 911, do you need police, fire, or EMS? I'm not real sure, ma'am. Um, I just watched the biggest critter. It, it, it was a critter, but it, it smelled real bad. I'm a homeless female. I live right in the middle of the woods around 151, which is north of Claiborne, 1604 was the lightest. Uh-huh. This big thing was 75 feet away from me, smells awful, devoured a whole deer carcass, and then took off and, like, screamed, screeched, and took off across the street. And I know you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm dead serious. There was something very big, bigger, a lot bigger than me out here. So, this is probably somebody should know. I really okay. don't know what you can do about it. Um, 
How long ago did this happen? This is, uh, I won't, like, immediately, like, I just, yeah. I don't know, it's animal control, I mean, it's Okay, huge. again, now tell me, where was it, this is at 151 and Calibra? Okay, yeah, like, you know, the light at 151, just up from Calibra on 16, like on 1604, where 1604 split, and you can get off on the access road to Calibra, or you can take 151. Right. That light right there is, yes, right in there. It is a very large, hairy animal of some kind. <laughs> now, was it standing on two or four? Or? Well, I told you it was standing on two legs. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm serious. It ran off at breaking limbs and trees. And it kind of screeched, howled, and <laughs> a very creepy, scary thing. Because, like I said, I, I live in a tent. Um, we're in the woods, so you I've never... You live in a tent? Yes, ma'am. I'm a homeless female. I live in a tent in the woods, and I just saw this freaky, scary, very large creature devour a deer and run off across the road, so uh, okay. I don't know. Is there any way that we can have an officer contact you? Uh, yeah, I guess it's this number. Um, but I'd really prefer, like, animal control or somebody bigger than me. But I appreciate it. I just thought somebody should know that there's a very large animal in the vicinity. Now, the deer was walking around and... No, the deer was dead. <laughs> and it got devoured. It was a carcass. Okay, and do you see signs of, of, of a dead deer, blood, whatever? Um, actually, ma'am... Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna go check it out right at the moment. Is okay. that okay? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm waiting for daylight. I got. I don't own anything but a machete and a hatchet, so I'm kind of creeped out. <laughs> I just thought, like I said, I thought somebody should know there's a very large something big enough to eat a deer and as a Are predator. Are you with someone there? Uh, yes, ma'am. Did they see it, too? Yes, ma'am. How, how about if I have an officer contact you guys out there? Um, I'm not going to leave my camp right at the moment. I mean, I, if they want to come look at the light, she wants an officer to meet us. Um, yeah. Right, too. <laughs> we're not leaving where we're at, is what we're trying to say. Oh, I'm a little bit scared, and it's raining, and, um... I just want somebody to maybe check it out in the okay. morning when it's not dark. Well, animal control, dude. What I, I can do right now is I can have an officer patrol that area. Which direction did it, it run? Was, it was right across um, the, the light at 151, like towards the water tower on two feet, like yes. my husband said. Something very weird. I just wanted to make a documentation and have animal control. Had you ever seen or heard anything like this before? No, ma'am. No, I've lived no, in the woods for a while. I've lived in the woods for six years. I'm going to tell you right now, I've lived in the woods for six years. I swear to God, I've never seen nothing like this. Just something this was bigger than me. And it, it had a very odd smell. I'm 6'3". I'm 6'3". It's bigger than me. 
So, uh, yeah. Three? It's bigger than six foot three. Yeah. It's very large. I, I, I carried the carcass off. Yeah. What, so, what did he say? He carried the carcass off. I mean, oh, he carried like, it with okay. nothing. Like, just, like, I want to believe that it was a large cat or bear, but I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not going to tell you what I think it is. Cause what does he think it is? What do you think it is? Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know. I would be a liar if I said I thought I knew what it was, but I don't know. But I know it picked up that deer and walked with two um, feet. Yeah. It's a very large something that smells bad and is bigger than we are. So Okay. So you saw it walk in which direction? Or walk in which direction? Uh, towards the light at 151 and 1604. It went towards the water tower. went towards the water tower area. And it screeched, howled, uh, yelled. Yeah. <laughs> when it, it went, yeah, when it, it worked up. I mean, my, my husband's a very large, nothing's ever scared him, ever. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we, saw it too. we both saw it, so. It's good. It's in some clothes. No, no, type, no type of clothing or? No, no, it was for, okay. Or, as, as far as I can tell, I mean, it's a pretty light night out because um, of the overcast. Uh-huh. And uh, we doubt our it. fire. And I have, a like, a, a blanket thing hung up as it a tapestry. And it, I it saw it over the top of that. And when it ran, it cracked branches. Trees. Yes, large. I, like the size of a grizzly bear. Imagine that. But on steroids with two feet. So, you yeah. two feet, mama. I, I know. I just know what. Okay. And did you, uh, and what is your name? Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah, it's raining now and we can't hear nothing outside. It's kind of scary. Okay. All right, we'll have an officer patrol that area and see what we can find. I, mean, I know, I mean, you guys might be able to find some animal control, might be able to find tracks or something in the morning. It's hard to find tracks on the area because it's own area right not. Now. Uh, right she now. said she's going to send a patrol around the area. So, well, right. and yes, yeah, she can call. Okay, the light. And get the get the light. And sound the sirens. And sound your sirens. He'll come out of the woods and talk to you. And you guys, you guys have your tent set up at 151 in Calabria? Um, I mean, not exactly, but yeah, I mean, it's in the area. Just go to the light and sound the siren, and we would hear you where we're at. I'll come, I'll come to you. At 151 and 1604, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. So what are we to make of these 911 calls? Dispatchers get all sorts of people calling 911 for McDonald's not serving breakfast at the right time or to call 911 because they believe the sunset was a forest fire. Yeah, that did happen. People are sometimes irrational call for non-emergencies, or sometimes are just plain delusional. Bigfoot calls, however, are surprisingly rare. 
Jerry Klein seems to have been genuinely scared by whatever was shaking his trailer, and the Washington Bigfoot caller sounds rational and legit. Even the homeless couple seem rational and honest in reporting what they saw. It appears as if something did happen to all of them, and they all witnessed something strange. For the most part, no further evidence is presented, and the callers wish to remain anonymous, adding more mystery to the already cryptid subject of Bigfoot. At this time, I would like to take a quick break to tell you about a website that allows you to search for the cheapest car rentals. Searching for the cheapest and best car rental just got a whole lot easier. Rent from the big brands you know and trust, and easily find the best rate without the hassle. You can rent a car in over 53,000 locations in over 160 different countries. You get the same great cars, but at a lower price. There are no booking fees or hidden costs. You're using the world's largest car rental agency, and most rentals come with free cancellation. Booking is easy and secure. Within minutes, you will have the best rental car options at the best price. If you need to make any changes to your booking, each booking comes with free amendments and phone support. You are basically getting the same great rental cars at discounts of up to 70% off. No one else can compare to the selection and price. To find the cheapest car rental, visit www.experiencethis360.com. At the top links, you will see a link called Best Travel Deals. Click that and use the drop-down menu that reads Best Rate Car Rental. Links will also be available in the show notes. Again, that's www.experiencethis360.com. Now back to the podcast. Thank you for listening to Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or your other favorite podcast directory, and subscribe, rate, and review. We would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, join us on Facebook to enhance this episode with photos, illustrations, and lively discussion. Look for our suggested links, and do share this podcast with others. Perhaps you or someone you know will have a solution to this mystery. This podcast is created by Cold Rasta Studios and includes music and sound effects by John Savoy, Albert Ray, Gerardo Garcia Jr., Rana Szilard, Madia Cupelli, Alex Lisi, Martin Kahlberg, and Adrian von Ziegler.